This message comes from NPR sponsor Splunk, the data-to-everything platform helping you turn data into successful outcomes for security, IT, DevOps, and, well, everything. Learn more about Splunk at splunk.com D2E. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hi! Hey, this is awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. We have a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are backstage decorating their lockers. And soon they're going to be up here playing some nerdy games, and one of them is going to be our big winner. Jonathan Colton is back. Vacation, tour, and vacation. Two weeks of tour and then two weeks of vacation. Yeah, yeah. so how was coming back to New York City? It's a, it's a <laughs> boy. It's nice, it's good. There's some Wait. rats in my neighborhood. <laughs> you have rats? Well, there's construction in our neighborhood, yes. and when they take down a building, the thousand rats that live there fan out into the neighborhood. That's right, they don't know where to go. They don't know where to go. They're trying to find they a new home. They figure it out, though. Yeah. I remember coming home from a vacation and walking into the door, just like I just live in a one-bedroom apartment, but all the windows were closed and everything, so when I opened the door, the mere gust of the door opening caused two framed photos to fall onto the floor and smash. And then I walked in, and there was smash glass everywhere and one giant dead water bug just being like, I've been here, and it was lovely. Until a framed photo fell on me. <laughs> we have an amazing guest on the show tonight. Yeah! I'm so excited. Comic writer, actor Julio Torres will be joining us. If you're not familiar with his work and you're watching Saturday Night Live and you find yourself going, <laughs> that was kind of weird, that was Julio Torres' work. I mean, he finds um, humor and absurdity in uh, a lot of everyday objects, like a sink that is too large, or the font papyrus, or the act of writing a check. He's kind of like an observational comic for another dimension. Like, I think he would kill at a museum gift shop. Uh, Julio also has a collection of fake diamonds, and unfortunately, I just found out I do too. (laughs) We also have a game about real estate in the show. I have a reoccurring dream where I am falling downstairs, and I wake up in the morning going, I have stairs! (laughs) Sad little New York studio dream. All right, let's do, let's play some games, everybody. Let's play some games. Our first game is called Animal Houses. Did you know that the movie Animal House is billed as a comedy slash romance? That's like billing Silence of the Lambs as a thriller slash cooking movie. Let's meet our contestants. First up, Ilya Smithka. You are a high school earth science teacher. Yes. So, and you studied rocks for yeah. much of your life. Yeah. So you can tell the difference of, between many kinds of minerals and rocks, yeah. including you have the ability to tell the difference between fake and real diamonds? Yeah, so we can talk later. Okay. Um, so <laughs> have, you, uh, have you ever done that for a uh, friend? I always offer um, for people who are newly engaged yeah. and they're like really feeling it. Oh God, it. that sounds very high pressure. <laughs> and I mean, they're not my closest friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ilya, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Hope Dickens. You've lived all over, 25 different places before you turned 25. That's right. Uh, So did you meet any cool people along the way in these short stints who made a real impression on you? Uh, At one place. My parents were in the hotel motel industry. Okay. And we lived at a resort that Jane Fonda and Ted Turner managed, or owned, rather. Oh. Um, And so... 
one day when I was 11, I got to drive around with Jane Fonda while she redecorated hotel rooms. And she was redecorating hotel rooms? Yeah, she owned the place, so it had to fit her aesthetic. Okay, and what, what do you remember from that experience? Uh, she was super cool. She wore all black. She gave me a nickname. Oh, what's your nickname? <laughs> Hoparino is what she called me. <laughs> I love a nickname that's longer. <laughs> yeah. Hope, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Elia and Hope, whoever has more points after two games, will go to our final round. This trivia game is called Animal Houses. Jonathan and I will read fictional real estate listings for animal habitats. You are going to ring in and identify the animal that is ready to move in. Featuring a private underwater entrance, this bespoke 20-foot home blends the aesthetic of organic branches with mud crown molding. You'll say, damn. Elia. Beaver. Yeah, that's right. This fixer-upper has so much renovation potential. While some see a snug cavity in a pine tree, you see an opportunity for expansion by slamming your face into it repeatedly. Hope. Woodpecker. Yes, that's right. You'll never feel like an empty nester in this environmentally sustainable penthouse made from regurgitated bark. Homeowners will enjoy resting in paper-like cells after a long day of terrorizing humans. Oh, interesting. How about a hint? It's not the kind with boat shoes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the weirdest hint I've ever heard. Sorry, that was not helpful. I apologize. (laughs) They have stingers. Uh, Ilya. Could it be a bees in a beehive with their stingers and their regurgitated wooden walls? Sorry. The bees I'm throw sorry. up. I'm sorry. Oh, that's I'm so weird. Sorry. <laughs> I want to say yes, but I can't. Hope. <sighs> no. Can you steal? No idea. We were looking for the nastier version of a bee, I guess you could say. A wasp. That's fair. A wasp, yeah. yeah. Okay. They just sting and sting and sting and sting and sting and sting and then just fly off. Yep. They're stupid boat shoes. <laughs> Are you sick of the internet mislabeling you as a dramatic chipmunk? Well, move away from your troubles to the trendy North American grasslands. This space has an underground tunnel system that sleeps several hundred. Cone-shaped mounds of soil at the entrances provide a stunning view of nearby predators. Hope. Prairie dog. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. This is your last clue. This subterranean co-op requires its members to work, but numerous interconnected chambers are worth it. Situated mere steps from an unguarded human picnic. Hope. Ants. Yes, that is right. Great game. Hope is in the lead. Our next game is about saints. Shout out to the formerly trendy St. John's Wart. Remember that? (laughs) This audio quiz is called When the Saints Come Marching In, and every answer is something that references a Roman Catholic saint, and the points are doubled. Hope, stay in the lead, and you are in the final round. Elia, you need to get more points, or you must self-flagellate with an NPR tote. (laughs) Here we go. This musician's stage name refers to the patron saint of charitable societies. Hope. Saint Vincent. Yeah, that's right. The title of this 1985 movie starring Emilio Estevez, Demi Moore, and Rob Lowe references a patron saint of sailors and intestinal maladies. I never thought I'd be so tired at 22. I just don't even know who to be anymore. Join the club. (laughs) Elia. St. Elmo. 
Holmes fire? Yeah, that's right. The show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend featured a song about this Southern California weather phenomenon which contains the Spanish name for Jesus's grandmother. Ilya. Santa Ana wins. You got that correct. <laughs> A.K.A. Saint Anne is also the patron saint of Canada. That's right. There's a famous basilica in Quebec built in her honor. Have the you winds. been? The winds. The winds. Yes, I have been. Thank you. That's right. where I saw Saint Elmo's fire for the first time. <laughs> This 1980s TV show is set at the fictional St. Eligius Hospital, named for the patron saint of goldsmiths and coin collectors. Do you know what people call this place? A dumping ground. A place you wouldn't want to send your mother-in-law. Elia? Is this St. Elsewhere? It sure is. Yeah. This is your last clue. The saint of soldiers and France is the subject of this 1923 play written by George Bernard Shaw, which was revived on Broadway in 2018. I'm like a man with two wives. Do you want to be like a woman with two husbands? I will never take a husband. I am a soldier. Hope. Saint Joan? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, guess what? It is a tie. So here is your tiebreaker question. Whoever gets this right goes to the final round. This dog breed shares its name with the patron saint of snowboarding. Hope. Saint Bernard. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, After two games, Hope is going to the final round. Coming up, we'll be joined by Julio Torres from Saturday Night Live and the HBO show Los Spookies. His comedy special is called My Favorite Shapes. I'll ask him how he feels about that new shape that came out last year, the Scootoid. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Yext, the next big thing in search. Have you ever gone to a company's website, typed a question into their search, and gotten nowhere? If your website can't answer your customers' questions, Yext Answers can help. Yext Answers is an innovative site search product that helps your website grow your business. Go to yext.com for a free trial today. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting the next installment of Fargo. Family is complicated. Crime is organized. The all-new Fargo takes you to 1950s Kansas City, where two criminal syndicates have struck an uneasy truce as they both fight for their piece of the American dream. Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman star in this original tale of immigration, assimilation, and power. The fourth installment of Fargo premieres with back-to-back episodes Sunday, September 27th at 9 p.m. on FX and streams next day FX on Hulu. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He's a writer for Saturday Night Live and is the co-creator, writer, and star of the HBO series Los Spookies. Please welcome Julio Torres. Hello. Oh, wow. It's a rally. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you moved to New York City from El Salvador in 2011, 2010? 2009. 2009. If you kept going, you would (laughs) have... One more. (laughs) You would have been right there. Yeah. I knew, I knew what year you graduated, and so I was just working backwards. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I graduated college in 2011. Okay, and yeah. you went to the new school here. I went to the new school, yes. 
And then you decide that you want to perform. So I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. And I, I wanted to write for TV and I wanted to write for film and uh, maybe theater. And I graduated and I was like, huh, I still don't know how to do any of that. Uh, so then I, I was working the co-check as a liberal arts graduate. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> also at, at the same point, just... Uh, worried about just uh, getting a visa yes. and just like staying here yes. and just just constantly thinking about that and thinking, what if my days here are numbered and I won't get to become that writer I wanted to become? And then for whatever reason, I thought, you know what, I should just do stand up because that'll solve it. <laughs> <laughs> because I I don't need to uh, pay anyone any money to do it. Right. I only have to Google New York open mic uh, <laughs> and hope for the best. So, yeah. you, so you Google New York open mic yeah. and where do you decide to go? This was not my first open mic, but I found myself very comfortably going every, I think Wednesday afternoon to this uh, Italian restaurant in Little Italy called Cha-Cha's. <laughs> what I liked about Cha-Cha's and something that I am... I, um, one of the themes that I'm currently unpacking with my, my therapist is, is, <laughs> is that Chachas was the most difficult option I could find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, such as being a, a stand-up. But like people my age or people who would like what I do did not go to Chachas. <laughs> so you became a writer on Saturday Night Live and your stuff is totally different than everybody else's. And one of the um, videos that I just thought was so funny, the shorts, was the one mocking the papyrus font for being the font of Avatar. I don't think it was mocking the papyrus font as so much as it was fighting the papyrus font. Fighting it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because papyrus was in control. You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah, it's it's the tale of uh, man versus world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did the graphic designer from Avatar ever respond to... Well, they have since changed the logo for the sequels. Uh, is what is... And also the uh, Avatar Instagram account uh, finally developed some humor of the, over the whole debacle. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I think at some point tweeted at me or something, like jokingly being like, haha, we fixed it, but with the avatar and comic sans. And I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So you have a new show on HBO that you created, star in and write on with Fred Armisen and comedian Anna Fabresia called Los Spookies. Yes. Uh, and you play Andreas, an heir to a chocolate... Um, fortune. Yes. A chocolate fortune. A burdened heir to a chocolate fortune. And, yes. Right. And you're, the group comes together because you form a horror group. Yes. Which, to quote Carol Kane's character in the show, what the hell is a horror group? What is a horror group? Um, well, this group of friends uh, make horror experiences for whomever might be in need of them. <laughs> so it's a business that, like, say, for example... You were the mayor of a small town uh, that was suffering for lack of tourism because in the episode, uh, your tourist attraction was an owl with a wig on and the wig got lost. Yes. Uh, And now you're trying to bring tourists into the town. Uh, Los Spookies can make a Loch Ness-style monster for you uh, and then tourists will come and check it out. And the town is saved. And it works. And it works. And it it's, works. Uh, we've been describing it as Scooby-Doo in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Where uh, they don't solve the mystery, they, they create it. Yes. They are, are on the side of the deceit. Yeah. And you have a new comedy special also on HBO called yeah. My Favorite Shapes with Julio Torres. Yes. 
It is uh, unlike any comedy special I've seen before. You take objects from your past and your present, and they come out on a conveyor belt, yeah. and you tell personal stories and yeah. jokes yeah. about them. Yeah, so there was a, like a big hole in the market for that. So I decided. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> any objects that didn't make the cut? Oh, so many. I, uh, it, was, it was heartbreaking, but... That's just showbiz. Can you give me one that you were... Yeah, that is showbiz, baby. Yeah, uh, there was uh, Floyd. So uh, my air conditioning unit, uh, when I... <laughs> when I uh, so do you know how when you buy, like, an appliance, it comes with these, like, gorgeously complex, like, styrofoam uh, barriers? Yes. Uh, Floyd was one of them. And I... <laughs> and I was just so entranced with him. But, you know... I, I toured with him. He came to Edinburgh, and uh, so he was like very much a part of the the cast and the team. But ultimately, you know, due to time and the strength of New Shapes, uh, uh, Floyd did not ultimately make the cut. No, he didn't make it. Yeah, but now he lives uh, in the storage unit. The storage unit. Yeah. But I love it, it because it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is personal on so many levels. I read that your your mother and your sister were a part of the design for the whole thing. And for the di- set, yes. For the set and yeah. part of your costume? Yes. So my, my mom designed clothes when I was a little boy, which explains a lot. Uh, and my... She's an architect by trade in El Salvador. And my, my sister since then has blossomed into this uh, very talented designer as well. Something I, I, I always thought about is that my mom would make dollhouses for me because there was no dollhouse in existence that was exactly how I imagined it. <laughs> so I was like, but like the doors have to open this way and the staircase has to come here. And it's, it, it was like, or else... I might as well not play at all. Uh, <laughs> and my my mom would take cardboard and an X-Acto knife and make these these houses for me. So now uh, that i lucky enough to do a, a stand-up special, I was like, well, they should design the, the set. And it was really fun trading emails with them just about the height of the stairs. <laughs> just like being in discussions about like, well, you know, the stair has to be tall enough so that this like big prop can come under it but also not too tall that I'm scared of falling and god I don't want a handrail because that'll ruin everything so it was just a, a, a like a New York El Salvador collaboration that I I'm so happy with. Are they into uh, your comedy? Do they watch your stuff and they're like this is brilliant you're everything we we ever hoped? Um huh uh, <laughs> my my mom only speaks Spanish yeah so that was something that was like, that caught me off guard about Los Spookies that I was like, oh my God, she can sit and fully immerse herself in something I made, which was the first time oh, that's wow. ever happened. Yeah. Julio, are you ready for an Ask Me Another challenge? Here's the thing. I am not, but I am. <laughs> uh, uh, I am excited. I... I've, of course, listened to this show, and it's very fun, and it's very soothing. I don't like games. Okay. Uh, but I am very excited to be the fun, soothing thing for someone else to listen okay, to. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. So, Julia, on Los Spookies, you play a member of a horror group. Yes. Uh, that stages fake supernatural events. So we wrote a quiz about hoaxes. That actually happened in real life. Yes. Okay, but don't worry, it's multiple choice. And if you do well enough, Ashley Potopleski from Seattle, Washington will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. All right, the most famous image of the Loch Ness Monster was published in 1934 in the Daily Mail. It was a hoax later to be revealed. What? What? (laughs) What was really in the picture? Was it A, a big hairy toe in the bathtub? B, a toy submarine with a fake head and neck attached, or C, a weird-looking swan? I desperately want to say the toe, but I think it's the swan. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It was the toy submarine. It was a toy submarine. So that was deliberate. Yeah. I know, someone made it. 
so that's in a spooky at, at, at work. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. In the early 1900s, two girls in Cottingley, England, faked a series of photographs so convincing that supposedly even Sir Arthur Conan Doyle said that they proved the existence of what legendary creatures? A, fairies. B, mermaids. Or C, landlords who care. Oh, um, I am going to say fairies. Yes. I mean, I love that people just believed it at all. This woman... uh, But don't we wish that they were right? Yeah. She just took illustrations from a children's book and faked these photos with that. And people were like... And they fooled "Mm." Sir... What's his face? I know, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Wow. All right, this is your last clue. What is a phantom settlement? Is it A, resolving a legal dispute with a Ouija board? B, a town whose tourism industry is fueled by local ghost stories. Or C, it's when a cartographer puts a fake town on a map as a trap for would-be plagiarists. Um, I think it's that. Yes, it is that. Wow. Yeah, so there was a thing that was actually reported by Robert Krulwich on NPR. So in 1930, two cartographers put a fake town on a map of New York State. Uh, It was called... Aglo, and it was a way to catch plagiarists. And like, uh-huh, you copied my map, you that's idiot. That's right. <laughs> uh, congratulations, you oh, did it, Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, you and Ashley Potapleski won Ask Me Another Rubik's Cubes. Julio will be back to play another game later in the show. Give it up for Julio Torres. Thank you. Our next game is about online shopping recommendations. Remember before the internet when Jeff Bezos just went door-to-door telling people what to buy? So cute. First up, Ashley Davis. You're a philanthropy advisor, and you love the musical Hamilton so much that when it first came out, you created a historical tour of New York based on it. Uh, So how long did it take for you to put it together? Oh, it took months to put together. I had never seen the show, so I, (laughs) I started by listening to it every day for a couple of months, and then I was able to kind of compile where everything was taking place, put that together with some New York geography and some history research, and then you have a tour. How many people have taken your tour? Oh, just one. What? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was designed for somebody's birthday, so it was a special treat. <laughs> was it Lin-Manuel? It sure was. Have you seen the musical since? Yeah, so about a year later, I was lucky enough to get to see it. And I gotta say, I, the tour was better. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. If you're listening, Lynn, nope. I love you. <laughs> nope, we're cutting that part out and just keeping what you said. Ashley, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Brett Greenfield. You're a PhD student in social work, and your middle name is MacGyver. That's correct. Uh, Is that because your parents loved MacGyver, or is it a family name? What's what's the Uh, origin? Yeah, no, MacGyver's my dad. No, um, (laughs) I... My parents really liked the show, but ultimately it's that my sister uh, already had one little brother and didn't want a second. And so to make her like me, my parents let her pick the name, and that's what she chose. (laughs) What? What? So my parents did let a three-year-old choose their child's name, and that's... You kind of dodged a bullet in a way. It could have... It could have gone worse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. Brett, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Remember, Ashley and Brett, whoever has more points after two games will go to our final round. All right, so in this game, we're going to give you some clues to famous people based on what their online shopping recommendations might look like. Okay, so ring in and name the person. Hi, bearded dragon boy. You pre-ordered the winds of winter in 2011. It will ship as soon as it's been released. In the meantime, we recommend the book, Overcoming Writer's Block for Dummies. Ashley. George R. R. Martin? Yeah, that's right. We burned him. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, squad tolerator. We recently delivered Robert's Rules of Order 2019 edition to your office in San Francisco. Customers who bought this item also bought a prank gavel. Take it to the House of Representatives. AOC will love it. 
Brett. Nancy Pelosi. That's right. Hi, Country Trap 99. Based on your order of a cowboy hat from Gucci and a frame for your multi-platinum record, we recommend a Billy Ray Cyrus album and a jacket that covers your bare chest in case you ever want to do that, but no pressure. <laughs> Brett. Lil Nas X. Yeah, that's right. Hi, Battle Royale Master. How are you enjoying Fortnite Super Deluxe Edition? It's time to order a multicolored hair dye refill. Also, we recommend the self-help book, Life After Twitch. Yeah, you guys look how I feel inside when I read that. He makes half a million dollar a month. That's not really a hint. It could be almost anybody. Half a million dollars a month. Yep. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, he is a professional gamer. So just name the first one of those that comes to mind. All of them. Anyone know who it is? Ninja is the answer. That's yep. right. Yeah. This is your last clue. Hi, Outlive Your Enemies. Your order of overpriced breath fresheners called Judgments was delivered yesterday. Signed for by S. Sotomayor. Also, the film on the basis of sex is now streaming, and we recommend any of the dozens of books written about you now on sale. Ashley. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, it's a tie. You said don't do it. You warned us, but here we are doing it. Anyway, we're messing with Texas. Ask Me Another is going on tour September 5th through 9th to San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, and Austin. And if you're familiar with the geography of Texas, you know that is not the most efficient way to do it. But that's when the venues were available. Info at amatickets.org. Coming up, Julio Torres returns to play a game combining Greek gods and the reality show The Bachelor. It's highbrow abs meets lowbrow abs. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Fastly. People expect websites and apps to be faster and more personalized than ever. And Fastly's Edge cloud platform makes it happen, giving developers the tools they need to go beyond what users expect. But it's not just about powerful technology. Fastly is known for putting the customer first. It's why they were named a leader in content delivery networks by review site G2. To learn how Fastly can help your business, visit fastly.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting the next installment of Fargo. Family is complicated. Crime is organized. The all-new Fargo takes you to 1950s Kansas City, where two criminal syndicates have struck an uneasy truce as they both fight for their piece of the American dream. Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman star in this original tale of immigration, assimilation, and power. The fourth installment of Fargo premieres with back-to-back -back episodes Sunday, September 27th at 9 p.m. on FX and streams next day FX on Hulu. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Ashley and Brett. Our next game is about bad medicine. By the way, laughter, not the best medicine. It goes uh, vaccines, <laughs> antibiotics, antidepressants, laughter. <laughs> Let's check in with our contestants. Ashley, uh, what's your best like, at-home remedy? I really like Vaseline. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, do you make your own Vaseline? Please say no. I do not yet. Okay, good. Great idea, though. Okay. Um, I just like to be moisturized, sure. generally, uh -huh. um, and I find it helps with that in all ways. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm particularly partial to the teeny tiny little Vaseline that you can get at the drugstore. I do love that one. I've got that one Nothing too. Nothing beats it. It's great. It's so, cause it's so cute. It's, it's so because cute. It's because they sell huge ones right. and then tiny ones. Yeah, the huge one, that's weird. Like if you're buying that, that's a little strange. But the tiny ones, I know. It's, it's so it's innocent. adorable. You got to moisturize. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm on your side now. <laughs> Brett, what is your 
best home remedy? Um, for a sore throat, hot Dr. Pepper with lemon juice. Wow. Don't hot knock it until you try Pepper. it. Okay, so you're, you're heating it up like in the microwave or in a pot? Either way. Okay, and then how much lemon juice per can? Just to flavor, to taste. <laughs> and your sore throat is gone how soon after? I mean, it's not gone, but it feels better. Oh. Also, you get to drink a hot soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, it's counterintuitive. So your next game is a music parody about bad medicine. Whoever wins this is going to the final round, and whoever loses this has to take care of my pet leech. He kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That, that deserves a slow clap. That deserves a slow clap. We rewrote songs by the English rock band The Cure, and now they are about various things that were once touted as having health benefits, but science disagrees. Ring in to identify what I'm singing about, and if you get that right, you can earn a bonus point by giving me the original song's title. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Okay. Here we go. I was soft and chubby. I was loose and tubby. I believed Kim Kardashian. She said walking was enough. But those rounded rockers' souls did not tone up my butt. Ashley. Is it Skechers Shape Ups? It is, absolutely. Uh, so for bonus point, can you name the song? Oh, no, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no, not even close. It's called Just Like Heaven is the name of the song. I'm drinking that brain tonic Because my problem's chronic Name is not ironic They really made this soda with cocaine Brett, it is Coca-Cola. It is Coca-Cola, yeah. I was worried you were going to say Dr. Pepper for a minute. (laughs) I know, he was like, what is any other soda? What any is a soda? other soda? No. Uh, for a bonus point, can you name the song? I know, I think, two songs by The Cure, so I'll go with uh, Disintegration. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> this was Let's Go to Bed. Okay. Here's your next one. I don't care if Monday's blue. I don't care about me or you. Since you ran that drill bit through my Swiss cheese cranium. <laughs> Ashley. Um, is it the thing like boreholes where they would drill into your brain to like release pressure? Yeah, it's called trepanning, that's right. Sure, sure. There's not more applause for trepanning out there? Oh. No, you, people were scared after your clue. I yeah, heard yeah, someone yeah. gasp. Uh, yeah, and for a bonus point, can you name the song? It's the only Cure song I know. It's Friday, I'm in Love. Yeah, that's right. Here's your next one. I saw you laugh about it when you gave a sample to me. You said it's like lemonade, but yellow, salty, and free. But I don't like people who trick me. (laughs) You don't want to drink it. Looks, Looks like lemonade. There is a shop nearby that sells fudge. Don't make me say it. Oh, yes, Ashley. Pee? Yes! Drinking urine. It was, it was called urine therapy. Yep. For a bonus point, can you name the song? Is it Disintegration? <laughs> oh. It is a um. fine piece of strategy, Ashley, but that is incorrect. That was Boys Don't Cry. This is your last clue. You'll be relieved to hear. <laughs> go on, go on, put this in you. Your pelvic muscles hold it true Go on, go on, increase your chi Oh wait, the doctors don't agree So if Gwyneth was wrong, guess that means I'm a dupe Cause I spent all that money and my hoo-ha was fine without goop Ashley It's a jade egg It is a jade egg 
I don't suppose you can get a bonus point by naming the song. I don't suppose I can. It's called In Between Days. An amazing game. After two games, Ashley is moving to the final round. Before the final round, let's play another game with our special guest. Please welcome back from Los Spookies and Saturday Night Live, Julio Torres. Thank you. So, Julio, before the show, we asked you, what are you into right now? What are you nerding out on? And you said introductory level Greek mythology. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Allow me to explain. Yeah, please. um, I went to Greece recently. Yeah. And it's a very very pretty place. Yeah. Uh, And they're not kidding around when they're, like, proud for their heritage. And it's, like, everything has, it's, like, grand mythological names. Uh, and then I was just like, oh, aren't the gods fun? And then so I, I replied to the email being like, oh, I, I'm nerding out about that. Yeah. Am I? I don't know, but we'll okay. see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, so the ancient Greeks had mythology to entertain them. We have the ABC reality show The Bachelor. So for your game, we imagine what would happen if the characters from Greek mythology appeared on a dating show. So in each clue, Jonathan and I will take on the role of a mythological figure at the most dramatic rose ceremony yet. Mm-hmm. You just have to guess what character we're pretending to be. Okay. Okay. Paris, I feel like we made a connection on our one-on-one when I opened up to you about my history of being cheated on over and over and over again. Athena and Aphrodite are not here for the right reasons. Will you give your golden apple to me, queen of the gods? Uh, Hera? Yeah, that's right. Wow. She's, I don't like the reputation they give her in Greek mythology. She's always such a nag. And it's like, why do they paint her that way? Like, her thing was wife. Wife. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like she didn't get, like, love or the, the, the oceans. She got just, like, wife. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be naggy all the time, too. Justice for Hera. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your next one. Persephone. I was impressed with how well you got along with my three-headed dog, Cerberus. Will you take this boat to my hometown in hell? Uh, Hades. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Stare at my saltwater pecs and my sun-kissed skin. A life with me is a life with the sea. Together we can weather any storm. Please accept this trident and come to my underwater fantasy suite. Uh, I'll say two things. Yes. It is, uh, it's Poseidon. Yes. Uh, and also, I am so grateful that these are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I truly weighed off my shoulders. Here's your next one. You know I'm a Trojan war hero, but now I want to show you my vulnerable side. And it's my heel. And it's my? My heel. My heel, oh, Achilles, thank Achilles, you. Achilles, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> thank God I asked for a repetition. <laughs> it's like, because it, I don't know, it's my heel, great, Achilles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Perseus, can I steal you for a second? I feel like the other girls in the house keep calling me a snake. I'm not. My hair is made of snakes. Why won't you make eye contact with me? Is it because you'll turn to stone? First of all, I love this concept. Uh... <laughs> I, I did something very, like, a vulnerable Medusa. That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for Medusa. Yeah. She didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. Do you think she could sleep on her side or always had to sleep <laughs> on her back? Oh, because the snakes would be like, ow. Right. <laughs> She'd have to sleep on her face. She'd have to sleep face down. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. I know, because the snakes would be like, well, we want to relax too. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. They want to splay out. Yeah. When do we get question. to sleep? <laughs> when do we get to sleep? This is your last clue. Okay. The party has arrived. Let's get in the hot tub. I brought wine and goats for all. The producers are going to have to blur out my butt crack. Uh, that must be Dionysius. It is. The, that's right. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, Julio, you did great. Thank you. Yes. The entire first season of Los Spookies and your comedy special, My Favorite Shapes, are both available on HBO. Give it up one more time for Julio Torres. Thank you. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists. Hope Dickens. Jane Fonda gave her her nickname, Hope Arino. And Ashley Davis, who likes to be moisturized. Hope and Ashley, your final round is called Electric Boogaloo 2, the sequel. In each clue, you just identify the movie based on its sequel's subtitle. I will also give you the year of its release. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Julio Torres. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Hope is going first. Hope, 2009. The Squeakwool. Alvin and the Chipmunks? That is correct. Ashley, 1991. The Secret of the Ooze. Ghostbusters? Sorry, that is incorrect. We were looking for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hope, 2005. Armed and Fabulous. Sounds like that Sandra Bullock movie. She's in an evening gown with a gun on her leg. Miss Confidentiality. So close. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. We were looking for Miss Congeniality. Yes. Ashley, 2000 is the year. The Clumps. I want to say it's the... The Medea line of movies? No, I don't know. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> the Nutty Professor. Oh, sure. Hope, 1990, The New Batch. <laughs> 1990. <laughs> I was five. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters. I know. <laughs> The answer is Gremlins. Ah, Terrifying. Ashley, 2016, Sorority Rising. Um, Okay, so something with the sorority happening in the first place, or maybe a fraternity, uh, Animal House? Good guess. The uh, answer is Neighbors. Oh, sure. Okay, we're at the halfway (laughs) point, Jonathan. How are things going? They're doing okay, Afira. <laughs> Hope is in the lead, one to zero. Hope, 1987, The Revenge. True Lies? The answer is Jaws. <laughs> Ashley, 1985, Freddy's Revenge. Nightmare on Elm Street? That is correct. Oh, thank God. Hope, 2017, Welcome to the Jungle. The Hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Good guess. Jumanji is the answer. Ashley, 2010, Legacy. Batman. Close. The answer is Tron. Okay, we only have a few questions left, Jonathan. Uh, what's the situation? Well, things are escalating, Afira. <laughs> Ashley has tied up the game. It is now one-to-one. <laughs> Hope, 1991, The Smell of Fear. Let's go with True Lies again. Okay. Incorrect. The answer is The Naked Gun. Ashley, 2008, I Want to Believe. Does anyone else know these okay, answers? Okay. <laughs> I want to believe. Um, Airbud. Good guess. The X Files. Okay, we have one last question for each of you. The score is still tied. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hope. 1997. Cruise Control. Mission Impossible. 
<laughs> Sorry, that's incorrect. The answer is speed. That was the only one I knew so far. <laughs> Ashley, if you get this right, you win. <laughs> 2003, full throttle. Charlie's Angels? That is correct. Wow, wow, wow. Extremely close game. Obviously a very difficult game. Hope, thank you so much. You're amazing. And congratulations, Ashley. And that's our show. Our podcast drops each Friday. Listen and subscribe. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to thou jolt a cannon. Our puzzles were written by Kyle Beakley, Sarah Lazarus, Julia Melfi, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts and Emily Winter. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, Ramel Wood, and our intern, Hannah Meyer-Katkin. Hark, inanimate con. Along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Akabe, and Jeff O'Neill. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, at the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harripe Begonia. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Come meet us on Wednesday, February 19th for a live taping of Ask Me Another and get ready to get a little bonkers. We'll be joined by the joyfully weird electronic musician, Dan Deacon. You don't want to miss it. Info at amatickets.org. This is NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by actor, director, and playwright John Cameron Mitchell. He tells us about his role on the Hulu series Shrill and the inspiration behind his genre-bending podcast, Anthem Homunculus. Then we challenge him to a quiz about real predictions that were made about life in the 21st century. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.